Ion 2020 episode 234. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ray Eaton here, host of Ion 2020. Appreciate you joining me for another day in this 2020 election cycle. Getting right into it. There's a new entrance into the 2020 election. It is Mike Bloomberg. It is official. On Sunday night, I was watching uh, 60 Minutes, and I saw one of his commercials, and I was like, oh, he must be in, because he was kind of toying around with it. He went and got himself onto the ballot in in uh, Alabama a couple weeks back, and it was kind of speculated he'd be jumping in, and obviously... Everyone kind of knew that he would, and then he ended up doing it. He's a billionaire, multi-billionaire, one of the richest people in the world, they say. And all of the candidates are up in arms saying, oh, this is another billionaire trying to buy an election and all that. Oh, that's what the Democrats are saying about him. We're not going to allow, like Bernie Sanders, like we're not going to allow another billionaire to buy another election in this country. We're not for that. And that is what you're assuming, right? And he actually, over the weekend, bought think it's a 30 million dollar ad buy for a one week it's the largest ad buy ever made by a candidate in any election i think a 30 million dollars in one week so get ready for it it's all you're going to hear thanksgiving week you're going to have it on football you're going to have it on baseball actually yeah not you don't have baseball yet but you're going to have it on football basketball hockey the whole nine yards everywhere you look all you're going to see is michael bloomberg his advertisement, his commercial, and I was actually listening to the commercial, and I thought, and it's all these like hot, you know, these these aspirational things like we need to be able to pay for medicine for everybody and all that. But one of the things that stood out to me the most, and I wanted to talk to you guys about that, was he said this. He said the rich. He said we need an America where the rich pay their fair share, and the middle class get their fair share. So the middle class, that was the thing that stuck stuck out to me the most. Because a lot of the candidates, they'll say the rich need to pay their fair share. And we need to take care of the middle class. Or we need the middle class not to have the struggle or whatever else. But he was saying a direct statement where the middle class get their fair share. And to me, that sounds like a direct transfer of wealth from the rich to the middle class. Or the rich to the poor and so forth. That's not what he meant. I I can't imagine that's what he meant. I mean, but he might have meant that. I don't know. I don't see anywhere on his website that it would really say that he's looking to do like direct wealth transfers from the rich to the middle class. But I know getting into the middle, getting to the rich and making them pay fifteen dollar an hour wage, making them pay higher in taxes, make them subsidize certain th- like take that money and subsidize other people for other things. That is definitely wealth transfer that is direct taxation for wealth wealth transfer which um i mean being a libertarian we believe all taxes are wrong but in that sense he is for the transfer of wealth obviously but he basically said that and it really stuck out to me the way that it was mentioned that the middle class get their fair share because i don't think that anyone should have their hand out looking for anything i mean maybe 
a retiree who has paid into Social Security their entire life. Though, so in that sense, they paid into Social Security their entire life and with the expectation of receiving whatever those Social Security benefits are. So you planned your life your entire life around receiving Social Security benefits, and that was the assumption that you would have. At that point, maybe you could have your hand out and saying, hey man, where's my where's my piece of that pie? And as a libertarian, I don't think anyone would, or I guess there are some libertarians that say, just tear down the entire system, screw it, right? But I think that most people realize that you have to have some way to phase down Social Security. But anyway, besides that, Michael Bloomberg is in. Uh, he is talking about direct transfers of wealth, apparently on his commercial. It's really interesting because he is the business guy. He is somebody who has made billions of dollars and he doesn't come from wealth, right? He's somebody who, he says it on his website, his father never made more than $6,000 a year. He was an accountant for a, a dairy farm or something like that. And like, so he doesn't come from He's, he doesn't come from billions. He, he's not somebody that inherited any money. He's not like a Donald Trump who got a million-dollar loan from his dad. He made it from the bottom and worked his way up in some way. So that's a good American story, right? Will that resonate with Americans? Though? Will that resonate with the people that he's trying to talk to? Who knows? I mean, but that's where he comes from. So that's an interesting story. Being a billionaire, he's been a Republican before, he's been an independent before, he's a Democrat before. He's the guy, and I said this in one of the shows that I did about him, he's the guy that uh, made it so you can't buy certain size sodas in New York City. So he's all concerned about, you know, putting restrictions on certain things in order to get, like using the government to put restrictions on things in order to get a outcome for society. And I think that's wrong as well, being a libertarian. Obviously, uh, there's going to be negative externalities that happen because of that. Uh, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be, you know, the, the more the government gets involved in the economy, the more the government tries to get involved in our health, the worse it is. I mean, look at the food pyramid that they used to have back in the 60s and 70s. It was basically created because they were trying to make sure that certain farmers got a certain amount of money. Like they'd said, you need to have four or five servings of wheat and parley and breads every single day. And that was because they were trying to make sure that they were subsidizing the, the wheat and parley and bread farmers and the bakers and all that crap. So they would make sure, I mean, and what it ended up turning out is that we end up having lots of people that have problems with diabetes now because of the food pyramid that there is. So when the government gets involved in that stuff, trying to force certain health you know, health scenarios onto the, onto the society, I really think that that is a negative thing. And that's what Bloomberg's all about as well. He's into that stuff. But he is really going to try to take the middle ground. That's what he's trying to do. He's the one that said, if I feel like, if I feel like Joe Biden is not going to be able to win, I'm going to get in. Because he wants somebody, in his mind, he wants someone that's going to be like a middle-of-the-ground person that can beat Donald Trump. That's the biggest thing. And he doesn't feel like... I think that's the reason why he got in, because he doesn't feel like any other candidates can beat Donald Trump. I mean, Bernie Sanders, come on. He's a at, rat, uh, avid socialist. Donald Trump can run against him on that. Same thing with Elizabeth Warren. Most of these candidates are a little bit too far left that are popular. Then you have Joe Biden, who 
can't you know can't keep from saying a gaff for the life of him every time he speaks he's kind of jumbling his words uh people have no confidence and confidence in that and then you have the other lower tier candidates that aren't really going to do much uh some of them have some good ideas that like not good ideas in, in a libertarian sense but good ideas in the sense that democrats will like that and then you have Andrew Yang who kind of stands out because everything that he thinks is, you know, just give him the freedom dividend and it'll fix everything. That's the that's his entire solution to every problem in America. And then you have uh, Pete Buttigieg who, I don't know, I mean, maybe he can go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump. He does not seem like he's somebody that would back down from a fight by any means. He seems like he would come off with some very cunning... Way, like if Donald Trump does attack him, he seems like he'd come up with some very cunning, off-the-cuff remarks to turn it back on Donald Trump that maybe some people wouldn't recognize. Uh, you know, more low IQ guess people, but people people might look at those things and say, "Wow, he's really an intelligent guy." Because I think people is just a very intelligent guy, a socialist by all means, but very intelligent. And I've been saying it from the very beginning. He is somebody that kind of might be able to beat Donald Trump. I don't know. I mean, I but he's not popular. He's not going to win like with African Americans. Supposedly he has very low low polling among African American voters. He isn't well known and in most states no one knows who he is. But in Iowa, he's been doing pretty darn good. He's winning a lot of the polls in Iowa right now. So we'll see, but Mike Bloomberg, that's the reason why he decided to jump in is because he didn't feel like there was any candidates out there that can beat Donald Trump. The dude has millions of dollars that he could spend. Millions of dollars that he could spend. So what What else? I mean, he, he definitely will be able to get his name out there. People around the United States know him, Mike Bloomberg, as the, as the mayor of New York after 9-11, right? Um, soon after 9-11, there was, a, there was a race for mayor in New York, and he ended up winning it in 2000. Uh, I think it was November 2001. And then he was the mayor for eight years, 12 years, something like that. So definitely somebody that can uh, go head-to-head with Donald Trump on those issues. Can he win the Democratic nomination, though? That's my biggest thing is can he, win, can he get on the debate stage? He's not going to get on the debate stage in, in December. Supposedly, he's not accepting donations. And if you go to his website... All he's asking for is your email address, your zip code, and your phone number. And then it says, I'm in. But he's not asking for donations at all. And I don't really see anywhere on here. Let me, I'm actually on his website right now, mikebloomberg.com. And if you want to get involved, it doesn't even allow you to, yeah, it doesn't even allow you to do anything except for volunteer, join the campaign, share on social media, and show your support with some official campaign merch. His motto, I like Mike. And then Bloomberg, and then in God we trust everything else, or everyone else bring data. I don't get it, but maybe I'm just not in, in the loop. In God we trust everyone else bring data. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it doesn't even give you a way to donate to his campaign. So he's not looking for the campaign donations. And based upon the fact that you need to have a certain threshold of donors in all the states in order to get onto a debate stage... He might not even be looking to get on the debate stage. He might be trying to go around the entire system of the debates and just go straight with the money, 
get in there, let people know who he is, let people make the decision on whether they want to vote for him or not, based upon what he says without being challenged in that way. It might be a winning message if he can spend the money to do it. But look at Tom Steyer, man. That guy spent like $50 million and he has another $50 million to go. And his commercials are kind of annoying. My kids always make fun of it because they see him on YouTube. This is my kids who are watching Minecraft videos on YouTube or watching videos about video games or something that they're playing. And... They're seeing Tom Steyer commercials before that. Now, I did buy YouTube, that YouTube Plus or whatever, where they don't have commercials, but one of my son's ways that he watches some of these videos on the TV is he goes through YouTube on the app that they have on the TV, and we still haven't set that up there. So every so often you'll see those, and he's just making fun of that. He's making fun of Tom Steyer's commercials, but he also sees Elizabeth Warren on there as well. So these people are spending money and Tom Steyer's spending money, and it's kind of a joke. Like, he's he's someone that's not being taken serious, even though he's spending tons and tons of money. Bloomberg, on the other hand, a lot more name recognition out there. So when he's doing these commercials, they'll probably help him out a little bit to get people to see his message and see who he is and maybe think of him as a pretty decent guy. But there are people out there that say never or never Bloomberg. There are people that will never vote for Bloomberg, but... They probably don't even know who he is or how he would govern or how he governed New York. The way that he's going to messaging is this. He says, I'm fiscally responsible. We balance the budget in New York City, but I'm also socially... I forget the word that they were using on TV, but it was basically marketed as he's socially... Not conservative. He's socially liberal and fiscally responsible, I think, is the way that they were terming it. But they weren't using the word liberal either. They were using a different word. And the the way that they were positioning it is that he's somebody that is going to be taking care of the poor, that's going to be willing to take care of the poor, not him, but have the government take care of the poor. Obviously, he's not going to spend his money to take care of the poor. They're trying to present him as a a philanthropist, somebody that gives away lots and lots of his money as well, somebody that started from being poor and worked his way up. He went to Harvard, got a job, got laid off in 1981, and then started this business, and it became a multi-billion-dollar business, and look how great he is. Like That's the way that they're going to market with this guy. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he can get that message out there without trying to get on the debate stages. That'll be really interesting. That throws a huge wrench in the mix if that's the case. So, because in order to get on the debate stage, you have to have a certain amount of donors in each of the states. You have to have a certain threshold. I think it's 200,000 individual donors. He's not accepting donations, so he's not trying to get on the debate stage. Second of all, he has to have, he has to be polling at 4%, I think it is for the November or the December debate, 4% nationally, or you have to have six percent in several like several of the early states and if you can do that then you can win the debate stage but the thing is mike bloomberg is also not trying to spend money or attack in iowa he's not gonna be going to iowa he's not gonna be going to new hampshire he's not gonna be going to south carolina he's not gonna be going to nevada he's only focusing in on the super tuesday states virginia is one of them i can't remember that i think there's a huge number I believe it's 16 states that do their votes in, in March on Super Tuesday. 
think it's the second Tuesday in March, if I remember correctly. And his strategy is to spend all the money that he can there so he can win big in those states. I just don't see that happening. You're not on the debate stages, which it doesn't matter. Nobody's watching the debates anyway, right? I think they said the first debates got 18 million viewers. The second debates had like 12 or 13 million. The third debate was down a little bit, but the October debate had 8 million viewers. And the most recent debate, like 6 million viewers nationwide. So no one's paying attention whatsoever. Nobody's paying attention. Only the diehard, like myself, are paying attention. I didn't even watch the debate. I actually listened to it the next day so that I could do the show for you guys on Friday. Because I couldn't watch it that week, right? Or that night. But anyway, so um, nobody's really paying attention to the debate. So maybe that is a good strategy for Mike Bloomberg. But then again, bypassing Iowa, bypassing New Hampshire, bypassing South Carolina... No president has ever, or no person has ever gotten the nomination by not winning one of those three or four early states. They have to win one of those three or four early states because that gives you the momentum going into Super Tuesday. That gives you the name recognition going into Super Tuesday. Will people be paying attention? Who knows? And then the other thing that's going to be kind of like a throw a wrench in the mix as well for the other candidates because it seems like they're, the other candidates are not very popular anyway. And then you have the impeachment trial that will be going on in the Senate, maybe in January or even in February. And that's going to pull seven or eight of the people that are senators that are campaigning off the campaign trail. And they're going to be forced to be in Washington the entire time. So it's going to give people like Pete Buttigieg... You know, Joe Biden, people that are not senators, it's going to give them a lot of momentum going into the early states as well. Will that help Mike Bloomberg? Will he be able to spend money in those states and really get his name out there? Who knows? But can he win? Can he win the Democratic nomination? That is that is up for grabs. That's something that I, I couldn't even talk to you guys about, uh, whether because it's way too early. I mean, the guy just just got into it on Sunday. And it was Sunday night, I think, when you started seeing the commercials. But a $30 million ad buy in one week. That'll be interesting to see what happens if that helps him out. Hopping onto his website, though, um, he's just trying to position himself as a centrist. Someone that's going to be an alternative to Joe Biden. Uh, somebody that can win and beat Donald Trump. That's what he's trying to be. That's what he's trying to do. So we'll see if it works for him. Um, I... Like I said, it's way too early to tell. Um, he's an interesting character. I mean, he's a very wealthy guy. But I just, from a libertarian point of view, like hearing about the things that he did in New York City, uh, stop and frisk, that was one of the things that he pushed. Libertarians don't even like that idea. I mean, I personally think that that is just, you know, you're basically profiling every person that you're walking by and stopping them and frisking them. I mean, that is total profiling right there. And he was somebody that was on board with that. Uh, he was somebody that, you know, made it illegal to buy a drink larger than 12 ounces of sugary soda. I mean, to me, that is just, that just shows your statist personality right there. Your statist credentials are bold and, and, you know, bold and underlined with that particular law as well. Uh, did he run a fiscally responsible government in New York City? 
Eh, I mean, that that's that's probably, he probably did. I mean, if he's campaigning on it, then he definitely has to say, yeah, we balanced the budget, and people can fact-check fact that pretty easy. So that's pretty good that you could run a fiscally, you know, balance the budget and run a fiscally con- conservative or fiscally responsible government in New York City, because God knows New York City is as corrupt as it can be, right? And I'm sure that's the case. So anyway, it's interesting if he can govern in that way. But how are you going to balance a budget in the United States of America? How are you going to balance the federal budget? That would be, I mean, that would, if he can do that, I'm good with that. I, I think that is an important thing to be able to balance the federal budget without raising taxes high, without raising taxes at all, figure out ways to cut spending somewhere elsewhere, but there's no way to do it. It doesn't look like it's even on the horizon to make that happen. You have increasing numbers of people getting onto Social Security, Medicare. Like Those are the biggest parts of the budget. Military spending, no one's going to cut that ever. Where does he stand on the war? I can't find that on his website anywhere either. So those are things that are important to libertarians those are things that are important to me specifically and i don't see anything like that on his uh so this is these are the things that are on his okay so he does have foreign policy so on his website you could f- go into the getting stuff done section he has the f- affordable health care he wants to make it so that medicare is affordable for or available to everybody he doesn't want medicare for all um and then he talks about education and college access. Let's see what he says there. He wants to improve schools and student achievement. Yeah, those are all, you know, pie-in-the-sky ideas as well. But he, you know, I don't see anything about giving out free college tuition to anybody or anything like that. But we'll see where he's at with that down the road, I'm sure. Um, he won't be on the debate stage, so he won't know, for sh- know what he's saying about those things. Uh, then you get into the other things. He says fight for against climate change he's obviously these are left-wing ideas gun safety obviously new york has probably the most stringent regulations on guns out there so let's make that a national thing right hell no uh housing job creation poverty reduction veterans career and technical education equal rights foreign policy homelessness immigration political reform and public safety and criminal justice so i'd love to see what he says on the foreign policy though let's jump into that Proven global leadership. Mike has built global coalitions of mayors and Sharon. Okay, so he goes over what he says that he's done in the past. Uh, Mike is the president of the board of C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. So I guess that's what he considers uh, foreign policy. I don't see anything about the wars, though, at all. Nope, nothing. Nothing about the wars. Wow, that's amazing. Nothing about the wars at all on his website when he talks about foreign policy. What is more important than the wars when it comes to foreign policy? You're murdering people. You're killing people that are innocents in order to get one target that might not even be a, you know, a, a real asset in the first place for the war on terror. And he doesn't have anything on there about the wars. So... By him not talking about that, that probably makes him the number one person on the list of people that are going to be moving to the top of the list of uh, candidates that might become the president of the United States because he's not willing to take on the war industrial complex, the military industrial complex, and all that. 
That's interesting. So if he's not willing to say anything about that, I would never support him at all, ever. Not even a chance. But not that I would ever support him in the first place. But I would recommend that uh, he at least make it a point to say, you know what, what we're doing overseas is wrong and we need to pull them back and take them and bring these troops home and stop intervening in other people, other countries' affairs. That's what he should be saying. At least most of the candidates up there have the balls to say that. But he doesn't even bring it up on his website. Wow, that's crazy. But anyway, guys, that's all I got for you. That is Michael Bloomberg officially running for president of the United States, skipping the the early states and only going for a Super Tuesday strategy. Wow, it's never been done before. Can he spend enough money to get the delegates needed to get the Democratic nomination without going to the early states? Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. It's never done been done before. He's taking, he's going on a limb and trying this strategy. Uh, I know for a fact that back in like 012, when Rudy, Rudy Giuliani ran for president, I think it was 2012. No, it was 2008. When Rudy Giuliani ran for president in 2008, he tried a strategy of going all in in Florida, which is one of the earlier states after like the earliest states, right? I think it's a Super Tuesday state even. And his goal was to win Florida. And it utterly failed, but he didn't have a lot of money whereas Michael Bloomberg has a buttload of money. If he wanted to, he could spend a billion dollars right now just to get the nomination. So let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. But that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. Uh, go ahead. If you're first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to the show. You can hear the show tomorrow. Got a bunch of shows before this one, 233 of them or something like that. So you can go ahead and uh, check those out as well. Uh, I do not think i'll be doing a show on thursday or friday this week actually i know i won't be going doing a show on thursday or friday this week because i don't have time to even get those done even if i wanted to record some right now i don't have time to make that happen either and i don't know if you noticed this but yesterday and today i've had a little bit of a um chest congestion going on so my my voice i i i took a bunch of medicine before i started this show but uh my voice this morning was not almost non-existent, so I don't even want to strain my voice much further than I have already. Um, but anyway, besides that, yeah, Thursday and Friday will not be doing a show. I will get one out to you guys tomorrow, and then uh, we'll make sure that we that we and I follow back up with you guys on Monday. I'm sure nothing will happen between now and then anyway, because it is Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of campaigning stuff going on. There's not going to be, hopefully not, too much crazy news going on between now and then either. But um, I appreciate you guys. If you want to, just go back and listen to a couple of the shows that, I done, have, that I've done previously, all right? And then, uh, yeah, subscribe to the show, first-time listeners. And if you like the show enough to give me a five-star rating, I would certainly appreciate that. You could stop and do that now. And then also, uh, IonTheEmpire.com if you want to check out the website. Uh, I am the Empire on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Post some news articles here and there on that. And then uh, come on back tomorrow so you can have clear vision for 2020.